This is weird. And uh, I'm like, Lord, I don't even know how to talk about this without sounding crazy. But I'm going to give it a shot. Um, I realized that you can totally be distraught, totally be sad, totally be bawling your eyes out, totally uh, um, not know what to do, totally uh, be almost in depression and still have peace. Amen. Wow, I wasn't Amen. expecting that. Thank you. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, and and, and the first thing I had to look at was, is it really wrong? Because I, because I'm not gonna lie, part of me believes, well, if I respond that way, then maybe, you know, I'm showing a lack of faith. Maybe, maybe if I do get to the point where something hits me really hard, or I get, I go through something, or something happens, and I and I respond this way, then maybe I'm wrong. Because if we have faith, we supposed we're supposed to be strong and all. And then, and then God started speaking to me, and I'm going to show you this. Now, this is Job. You guys heard this story a bunch of times, but I'm going to point out a couple of things that you might not have thought about. Auntie, auntie? Yeah. It says, in the land of Uz, what kind of name is that? Uh, where you live? I live in Uz. <laughs> there lived a man, his name was Job. Auntie, come on. This man was blameless and upright. Yeah. He feared God and shunned evil. So why would anything bad happen to this guy? It's just life, huh? But here's the misconception. When we know the Lord, now look what it says. This is, this is a powerful statement. He was a good, honest man. He respected God and refused to do evil. So why on earth would something happen to him? Because God, everybody say amen. Amen. Likes people like that. Right, right? right? And so here's God who controls everything, what we think. So therefore, my destiny and everything in life should go perfectly. And let me tell you something. It was. Next verse. He has seven sons and three daughters. Job was getting it in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. But Job was getting it in. He had seven sons and three daughters. He was fruitful. Everybody say amen. Come on. And he owned 7,000 sheep. He owned 7,000 sheep, what? 3,000 camels. 3,000 ca camels? What are you gonna do with 3,000 camels? Right. I was at the zoo looking at the camels, they're huge. He's got 3,000 of them ugly suckers. He's got 500 yokes of oxen, auntie. Mm -hmm. 500 donkeys, what are you gonna do with that? And he had a large number of servants who he was the greatest man among all the people of the East. Wow. So we can say that Job got blessed by God. Why? Well, because he was an honest man, shunned evil, and everybody say amen. Amen. And I'm looking at this going, Job, you had a lot of stuff. All right? Mm -hmm. Next verse. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, yeah. and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. Okay. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Mm -hmm. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, yep. thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. So right here is a very important verse, because it is showing you what Job's problem is. See, Job's an upright man, but Job has a problem. Job... He is serving God out of fear that he will lose everything. Mm. 
Look what it says. It says, he, get up, he gets up early in the morning just thinking when they were hanging out last night, they probably did something wrong. So before anything bad happens, we need to clear it up. So he did burnt offerings for all his children. It was a regular custom with Job. Job was serving God out of fear. Some people come to the Lord and they, they call their lives blessed because nothing's wrong. That's, that's usually when we say we live a blessed life. Because we, why? Because nothing's wrong. Normally we say God is good and God is blessing because life is going pretty much on course. So here's Job showing us why this verse right here shows me why everything happened to Job. Because Job was nervous, worried constantly that he was going to lose everything. And he knew that if I, he, that means, so Job, are you being perfect? And shunning evil because you love God right. or because you're scared. Amen. You, you following me mm -hmm. on that? Yeah. So Job, he, he, he gets up early and he says, maybe my children were careless and they did something wrong. So before, we, we got to do everything right. Let me tell you something, you're not going to do everything right. Amen. And, and it's like, man, but Job understood that, man, they might have had a little bit too much to drink. You know, those little parties. I don't know what's going on in there. So, so Job got up early and says, God, just forgive him, forgive him. Don't do anything bad to us. I serve you because my life is very good. Hmm. Look what it said. He was a good man, honest man. He respected God, but it didn't say he loved him. Amen. Okay, okay. Good point. Auntie, drop down to eight. This is what happens. You guys know Satan still had access to heaven at this time. And Satan came with the rest of the angels and stood before the Lord. And, Satan, and God goes, hey, Satan, where you been? And then uh, 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 the Lord said to Satan, uh, 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 have you noticed Job? Because Satan says, I was just going around, you know, just hanging out. And God says, yeah, right. right amen. Auntie, pick it up in verse 8. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? He says, why are you hanging out looking? Because you know what Satan's whole goal is? To make your life miserable. He goes around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. He can't help it. So he looks for every, he, go, he, he wanders around, him and his henchmen, trying to bother us constantly. Mm -hmm. That's what he, he can't help it. That's what he does. So here's Satan, and God goes, oh, I know. You're not just hanging around. You're looking for somebody to mess with. So have you considered Job? Now, wait a minute, God. He's an upright guy, and he, he, he shuns evil and all of that. And God says, he's thinking, God is like, this is my opportunity for Job to fall in love with me. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right. By making everything bad? Yep. <laughs> this is my opportunity to really reveal myself to Job. Auntie, so what happens? They have a conversation. Have you considered Job? He's blameless, upright. He fears, he shuns evil. So that means that God knows what you're doing. Amen. But that also means that God always checks the motives of what you're doing. Amen. Amen. Yes, he That's does. why you guys are still here. You guys haven't had a lightning bolt up your butt. <laughs> because when we do wrong, God says, I know your motives, though. I know you really do love me, so therefore there's grace and there's mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody should be praising God on that one. Amen. Because many times we've done wrong. God says, I know you did wrong, just like we do our children. I know you did. Do who ate all my Oreos? <laughs> Halloween, they got the orange Oreos. I love those things. The booze. 
And man, Cordy and Julian be eating rolls. And I come down and I only eat three. I eat three at a time. And so I come down and I go, okay, let me get my little three. Where are the Oreos? <laughs> and they're both standing there with crumbs. And, 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 and I'm just like, oh. Well, I can't throw them out. <laughs> so here's God when we jack up. Right, right. He can't throw us out. Right. He's a loving father. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. I'll teach that later. Auntie, come on. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Satan says, wait a minute, wait a minute. He don't really love you. He, 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 does he fear you for nothing? He, read me further. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and yep. everything he has? Yep. You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. So this lets me know that Satan knows how to push your buttons. Amen. Satan knows your motives also. Yes. Amen. The beauty of it, though, is Satan doesn't know outcomes. Right. Thank you, Lord. He doesn't know how it's going to end. Because think about it. The Bible says if he would have never killed Jesus. If, if, think about it. What Satan did by killing Jesus was freed us. Amen. If he would have knew that was going to happen, he would have left Jesus alone. Amen. Yes, he would. So, so here it is. He, he said, you bless the works of his hands. You, you take care of his flock. You look out for his household. That's why he serves you. Right. He says, he serves you for things. I love what Satan says. He serves you for nothing. Satan even knows these things aren't anything. You, he, you don't have his heart. And if you take away his stuff, I guarantee you, he'll show you that. Hmm. Right, amen. Wow. And here's the, pe here's the problem that's scary. Satan was right. Yeah. Almost, Maria. He, he was right, but he can't see the outcome. Amen. Auntie, go. But, but now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. God. He will surely cut you to your face. Stop it, God. Here's Satan. He's going, look. If you take your hand away and everything he has goes away. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Let me read my translation. But if you destroy everything he has, I promise you that he will curse you to your face. Wow. If you destroy everything he has. He'll, he'll, he'll sell you out. Verse 12. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself, do not lay a finger. He says, okay, listen, I'm not going to do it, but I tell you what, everything he has, you now control. But you can't kill him. Amen. Everybody follow me on that? Mm -hmm. that? Don't have that conversation about me, please. <laughs> But let me tell you, he already has about all of us. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, so here it is, because Satan doesn't just run wild. on He doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't just run wild on the planet doing whatever he wants to do. The Bible says that God will never allow more than you can handle. Amen. Or put more in you that you can bear. And some of you are thinking, well, God must can bear a lot. Yep. Amen. And, 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 and that's the thing. You can. And God knows that. Amen. So it's like, here, here's the... Imagine that conversation. The Lord says, very well, everything he has, I put it on you now. 
So remember, Satan said, I can't take it. You destroy it. God says, I'm not like that. Amen. I'm not going to do it, but I tell you what, I'll let you have control over it. Amen. Come on, people. Come on. Amen. Now, Auntie, here's what happened. One gray day, Job was standing there, and the messenger came in and told Job, a group attacked us and took your donkeys and oxen and killed your servants. And while he was still talking, another one ran in and says, a bolt of lightning came, struck your sheep and your, ser your servants, and they're all burnt up. And then while he was talking, another one came in and says, a raiding party attacked us, took your camels, killed all your servants. And while he was talking, Another one ran in and says, a strong wind suddenly came, blew down the house, and killed all your kids. And we go, man, I had a bad day at work. <laughs> Imagine all that. Now, this didn't happen one day, the next day. This all, look, the messenger wasn't even finished telling them what the problem was, and the next one came in. Mm -hmm. And then it ended with, your children are dead. Now, here's where it gets interesting in verse 20, auntie. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said. And I don't blame him. Everybody say amen. amen. And so here's, I'm thinking, okay, but he's an upright man. And I used to really believe that whatever you respond like that, that don't mean you have faith. And I'm like, that is so stupid. Because sometimes life just kicks you in the lower region. Yeah. And, and you can't help but respond. Here's the beauty of it. Let me show you. Verse 21 says what, auntie? Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. Yep. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Now, now see, Job, you, you didn't get that part right. Because remember, he says you now have control. Right. God didn't take it away. That's right. Satan took it away. So that lets me know that uh, uh, life, um, when we go, well, God is, is what? And it's like, God doesn't always do everything, everybody. Amen. It's, Amen. Some of it is just life. Yeah. And life just can turn on a heartbeat. And then, and then you're sitting up going, what happened? And then you respond to it the natural way that we should, by not with joy and happiness, but with sorrow and sadness, sometimes even despair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. You can't help it. You can't help it. Just one event can just change the whole trajectory of your life. And, you, and it's like, man, and how can one say, well, you have to have faith. And you have to have faith. Everything that is gone and not my children are dead. So Joe rips his clothes, shaves his head. I don't know what shaving your head does. Must be some cultural thing. I don't know. But he's showing you that he's just, I, I can't take it. Hallelujah, somebody. Verse 22 says something amazing, auntie. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And, 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 God, and Job, you trying to tell me the way Job responded was not sinful? Wait a minute. He was so distraught, he fell down ripped his clothes, shaved his head, went into severe mourning, which I don't blame, I would have did the same thing. And, and you're telling me that it's okay to respond like that. Amen. Yes. But look what he's saying. This is where you can still have both. You can be totally in despair and have some kind of remnants of peace at the same time. 
He goes, either after all this, Job did not sin, and he didn't accuse God of doing everything to him. Mm-hmm. Job mustered up some sense. Because mm-hmm. if you're an upright man who shuns evil and always does the right thing, your first response should be, well, why would you allow this to happen? Especially when you were like Job, who was always afraid. Mm-hmm. So Job hit this depression. Job chapter 3, verse 24. He says, Auntie, when it is time to eat, all I can do is sigh with sadness. Not joy. My groans pour out like water. Verse 25, he says, I was afraid something terrible would happen and, and what I feared the most has happened. Yes. I've lost everything. Yeah. Yes. Satan was right. That thing he feared the most has come upon me. Yes. What thing? I knew I was going to lose everything. I was so scared I was going to lose everything. That's why I was serving God so hard. My Lord, my Lord. Never in, this, never in here do you hear about his personal connection with God Amen. and his love for God. He, the Bible says he respected God, Amen. which isn't bad. But I'm saying my thing is God wants, he, he, God is like so personal. So here's, here's Job going, wait a minute, that thing I feared the most has come upon me, Auntie. Verse 26 says what? I have no peace, no quietness. I can't calm, calm down. I, I'm, I, 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 I can't relax. I'm too upset. I'm too upset to sleep. I can't rest. And I'm going, so he's not sinning. No. He's totally in, in despair. But some kind of way, still clinging on to the Lord. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, you can do both. Amen. Thank you, Lord. What I'm trying to do is help you. So when you have your moments, when you, 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 you sometimes you know what, and sometimes you know what really helps you, and, and the brothers might not like this, sometimes just a really good cry help you out. Amen. 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 And I used to think, man, I can't be doing that crybaby stuff. Come on, man. Come on, Lord. That's not showing no faith. And then, uh, and then stuff started happening, and I go, why am I crying? I can't lose it. I don't know the way out. Amen. Amen. So I can, I can cry Amen. when nobody's around. I ain't crying. You know. <laughs> <laughs> got a reputation I got up on. <laughs> I ain't crying in front of my son, you know. I, you know. Ain't crying in front of my kid, you know. My, you know, but oh, when I'm alone, I'm like a punk. <laughs> <laughs> but the Bible says that Job never sinned, so that means that you guys can have your moments. Amen. It doesn't mean you. That's why you have to be careful who you talk to. Amen. Because sometimes when you, when someone calls and they're in despair. And they're crying, let them cry it out for a minute Amen. before you try to dry up their tears when God is catching all of them anyway. Amen. And it's like, allow them to finish yep. yes, Lord. being sad. Because yep. they're not sinning. Jesus. Yep. That goes against principles of Christianity. Because Christianity says you should always have faith. I'm not joking. He's got faith because he's constantly talking about the Lord. But he kept, you would respond the same. Amen. 
But the real issue of Job is, Job, you're religious. You serve God because you're so worried. People come to God and they serve God as long as everything is good. And then when it goes bad, they leave. And then some people come to God because everything is bad. And then when it gets good, they leave. Mm -hmm. So here's Job going, hey, I got no peace. I, I, can't, I can't have no rest. I can't sleep. I, I'm, I'm only in turmoil in my life. And man, I'm just so sad. And he's not sinning. Amen. Auntie, read me Job 42 and 5. My ears had heard of you, he but said, now my eyes Job. have seen you. He said, you. in the past, I heard about you, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. The relationship now has shifted from a religious understanding of who God is to an intimate understanding of who God is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, And Lord. then you know what God did? He gave them everything back and more. Yes, he did. So that means Job got it in again because he had more cake. Be <laughs> <laughs> a religious. Come on, man. All these babies we got running around here. Stork didn't bring them. <laughs> out of the union some things that everybody heard me <laughs> get him out of the union he's not right <laughs> so now you see what this whole thing was about when 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 satan and joe and god had the conversation god was smirking the whole time because god was saying here's my opportunity because yeah. deep down i want a personal relationship with joe personal he's, yes. a, he's a good man yes but he serves me out of fear Satan didn't come in and destroy Job's life. God used Satan to get Job to where he wanted him to go. Amen. Yes, he did. Yep. Hey, when trouble comes your way, God's not trying to destroy your life. Sometimes it's just life, and then sometimes it's your adversary Amen. who desires to sift you like wheat, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so, so understanding that fact, understanding that fact will help you guys because you will realize something, that, that God only wants what's best for me and he works everything out for the good. Yes. He, he'll work that bad thing some kind of way. He'll work that thing together and make it good for you. Yes, he so will. So here's this horrible thing. And then I'm thinking, you say you want to put in a board that, that he can bear? That's a lot. And, and, and God goes, I know. That's why he buried it. I know he could. Yes, yes. And since Satan can't see how this thing is going to end, Satan's just a little puppet that I use. Right. Because if he knew Job was going to get closer to me, he wouldn't have had that conversation with me. Right, right. So, man, when you go through, here's my advice. Go ahead and be sad and upset. I think God gave us those emotions so we don't blow up. Amen. 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 Have your moment. That's why when people have their moment, I don't interrupt them. Amen. Don't, you know, crash it. Well, no, the Bible says, no, you're sad. Okay, I'm sad. Amen. I'm sad with you. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. The whole time I'm praying, though, Lord, just, just give energy. Lord, just hold, have them hold on. Wow. Let me show you how to do this thing. In the book of Habakkuk. This is, I love this, this. I love that book. If you ever get, just read it. Just read it. It's a little book, one that never really get mentioned, 
But man, it's got a lot of good stuff in it. So here it is. Here's the prophet. And he realizes now that Babylon is getting ready to destroy his city. They're getting ready to come and they're getting ready to destroy everything. And so he starts to think about some stuff, Auntie. Mm-hmm. Switch it, switch it. Habakkuk 3, 14. Auntie, go. With his own spear, you pierced his head. When his warriors stormed out to scatter us, gloating as though about to devour the wretched who were in hiding. Mm-hmm. You trampled the sea with your horses. Now, hold on, hold on. Now, this is 314, 315. I wanted three, okay, 314. What he's doing now is he's reflecting back about when Moses and got the people, children out of Israel, out, out of Egypt. So now, when he's doing it, he's going back. He says, "With your spear, you the warriors stormed out, they scattered, they were gloating." So when he goes, he goes back to the Bible of his day, and he begins to think, "Man, I remember what I remember the story when Moses came out and Pharaoh's army went to chase them down." So now he's got this army coming to him to get ready to get ready to destroy the city. And so he reflects back to when God got Moses out. Mm-hmm. So how do you do it? How do you have total terror and faith at the same time? How do you have grief and peace at the same time? The first step is you got to reflect back. You got to think about when the last time you had a situation and God got you out. Amen. I'm constantly talking about my past when God got me out. Because what it does, it reminds me. It reminds me of, wait a minute, he got me out of that. How did I even survive that? Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. You were there, broke my ankle in half. I don't know how I made it. I couldn't work. Some kind of way I made it. Mm-hmm. Man, I moved to North Carolina, and, and, and God didn't let me take my job. And man, I'm not going to lie to you, me and God had a horrible conversation about that. <laughs> that was the worst conversation with God I've ever had. I'm surprised he didn't just end it. <laughs> I have never told God off like that. I was so angry. And, and, and so, but here's the thing, I, 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 God says, okay, he's mad. Right. <laughs> And, but think about it, if I would have went the way God that I wanted to go, I wouldn't be here right now. That's right, that's right. No way, no way. The only way, obeying God in North Carolina got me here right here. Amen. So I'm like, okay, okay, I was wrong again, you know. <laughs> so here's Habakkuk reflecting back at the time when, 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 when Egypt was coming. Because now Babylon is coming. Yes. So how do, you, how do you start to have pain, suffering, but still be peaceful at the same time? That don't sound right. I don't, I don't see how you can do both. Amen. You can. First step is you got to reflect on the last problem you had. Uh-huh. Come on, come on. How'd yes. you go? You trampled the sea with your horses, yep. churning the great waters. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. He says, man, I heard this and my heart pounded and my lips quivered. Decay decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. See, he's struggling. He's struggling. He's like, man, we're getting ready to die. The Babylon was the most powerful empire in the world at that time. Mm -hmm. And imagine they're coming to get you. Wow. So his response is naturally okay. And then he says something crazy. Yet... 
See, there's always got to be a yet. Amen. Yes, sir. Or a but. Uh huh. Right. I am in total. I am total in sadness. Lord, I don't. Yeah, I talked to somebody that was so sad. They're like, I don't even take a shower. And I'm like, glad you're by yourself, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you ever just get so distraught, you just, just don't even care anymore, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> just mascara down here, you just go to bed, you don't care. And, and, and so here he is, he's going, man, I, my, I heard it, my heart pounded, my lips quivered, uh, uh, decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet will I wait patiently. Look at what he's saying, Auntie. He said, Yet will I wait patiently for them to come kill us. Right. Yep. But I will wait patiently for the destruction to come. But here's the literal text it says, But I will wait patiently for the destruction to come. To those who attack us. Amen. Not waiting patiently for my destruction, this army's coming. But just like you had them cross the Red Sea. All right Amen. now. Amen. I'm gonna wait patiently. This army is getting closer and closer. We can't defend them. We can't fend them off. And, and, and I'm saying, I'm waiting patiently. You, you don't seem like you're waiting patiently because. You said your heart is pounding, your lips are quick. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> so that means you can do both. All right. Yeah, All right. You can totally have tears in your eyes and be crying your heart out and have faith. Amen. 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 That's, that don't sound right. It don't seem like you, you should do that. It, it messes with all of our theology. Because faith says, no, you stand strong and you hold to your faith and you withstand anything with, with strength. And he's going, uh, man, my heart is trembling. My, my heart is pumping Kool-Aid. My, my knees are weak. My whole body shook. When I heard they were coming, I, 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 I was, my, my, my bones, down to my bones, I'm weak and I sh I'm shaking, but I have faith. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Jesus. I realize you can do both. You can totally be going through and totally be sad and totally be heartbroken and totally have some muster of peace, some muster of faith in there also. Amen. I know it's weird, isn't it? I, I, I didn't used to believe that. I used to believe that you show your faith by showing your strength. And I'm saying that is strength, to muster up some faith in the midst of calamity. Mm -hmm. yes, when everything's did. wrong, when everything's bothering you, you muster it up. Not to read me further. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food. Now listen. And there's no, there's no sheep in the pens either, auntie. No cattle in the barn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is like famine-like activity. Everybody say amen. amen. There's no figs. There's no grapes. There's no olives. There's no food. There's no sheep. There's no cattle. Everything's wrong. We got nothing. Amen. This army has cut us off. We haven't had supplies and I don't know when. My Lord. Verse 18 gets on my nerves, go. 
Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. See, there's always a yet or a but. I will stay, I will still be glad in the Lord. Yes. And rejoice in the Lord or in God my Savior. Another way you help yourself is to think back. And another way is you help yourself by being repetitive in your thinking. He says the same thing twice. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. That's really the same thing. Uh-huh. Why do you think that it's four Gospels? Wasn't one enough? The Bible's always repetitive. Amen. Mm -hmm. I look at David in Psalms and he goes, why am I so downcast? Why am I so sad? Why, why be sad? Why not trust? Why? He's talking to himself, allowing himself to be repetitive until he feels better. Amen. So one way is to reflect back on everything that God's got you out of, but the next way is to be repetitive in your thinking. All right. You keep saying the word until you feel better. Amen. Amen. He says the same thing. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be joyful. That's the same thing. I know. I've got to be repetitive. I've got to say this over and over until my soul connects with what I'm saying. Yes. So reflecting back helps because I know he got me out of that one. And then now he says, man, I got to rejoice. Yup, I must rejoice. Thank you, Lord. So though his knees are shaking and though he's struggling right now, this is a really good Bible. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. He's still mustering up. He says, I will yet rejoice. There's no figs, no grapes, no cattle, no nothing. Amen. So he's acknowledging the despair and the problem. But also, it's always a yet Amen. or a but. Yes. I'm still trusting the Lord, man. Yes. I'm acknowledging the situation. I'm not going to ignore it. I can't. We got no things, no, no grapes, no cattle, no nothing. They've cut us off. They're getting ready to kill us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yet. Yet. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me feel like the feet of a deer. He says, I don't have strength, but the Lord, I love this verse. Let me really break this verse down for you. Auntie, it says, the Lord God gives me strength. He helps me run fast like a deer, or he helps me get feet like a deer. He leads me safely on the mountains. Yeah. Now, I looked at that. I'm like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. He enables me to tread on the Yes. This is what I got out of this, and this is totally from prayer. It's pain drives you to the mountain or it will destroy you. So true. One of the two. So true. Situations either drive you to the mountain where God is, everybody say amen. Amen. Or it'll cause your demise. Amen. So he says, he makes my feet like the deer's feet, very sure. Amen. And he says, it, he, he allows me to walk on the mountains. Now, walking on a mountain is very dangerous. The situation is dangerous. Mm -hmm. But he makes my feet sure. Yes, sir. And think about it. When you're in a battle, you always want the high ground. You never see nobody attacking uphill. Right. It's too difficult. They can just stand there and just throw stuff down at you. Yep. The advantage is with everyone who's on the higher on the high mount, the high ground, 
And he says, he enables me to, to hang out on the heights where it's very dangerous because one slip can cause my life. Yes, but he assures my feet. My pain has driven me to the mountain. Yes, Lord. It's made me come up higher because it's made me seek the Lord more. It's made me lean on all that I have and all that I have is the Lord. So it makes me come up higher. It makes me get up on the mountain, but it's dangerous on mountains. So here's the thing, though. He's made my feet where they're sure while I'm up here. Yes. So my feet are sure on this high place that is still dangerous. The problem is here. And one false step, I'm dead, but he sure is my feet. Thank you, Lord. He leads me safely on the mountain. Yes. He's driven me up to the mountain. So what happens when problems come? Do you go to the mountain? Or do you just let the demise happen to you? So pain comes, and then you respond emotionally, but then it drives you one way or the other. Amen. It drives some to despair, and they give up, and they get, they get wasted. And it, is, it, it drives others to the mountains, to a place you've never been, a place that's way high, that, that you've never been at that high with God before. Mm -hmm. That's what pain does. Mm. So how do you do it? How do you have pain and peace? Well, you, one, you reflect back, two, you be repetitive. The next piece is, let it drive you to the, go to the mountain. Amen. Go to that place in God you've never been before. In prayer. Let, let, let it drive you uphill. Take the high ground so you can win. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Luke chapter 10, verse 17. I got I to see what Jesus says. So I'm trying to help you have despair, have, be upset. Be all that, but stick, but or yet have faith. And so, one way is we know is to think back. Next way is to be repetitive. The next way is go to the mountain. Amen. And then the last way is to understand this fact that Jesus said in this in this passage right here, Auntie Luke ten seventeen. The seventy-two returned with joy and said, "Jesus sent out seventy-two disciples." He says, "Go out there and make a difference." They come back after doing what he said. They won a lot of battles and they won a lot of people to the Lord. And then this is what happened. Go on, Lord. Even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, "I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven." He says, "Listen." They go, "Man, it worked. We went out there and we kicked the crap out of Satan, man." We went in, people got freed, we, we helped deliver people, we, man, it was a great run. And then Jesus goes, why are you surprised? I seen that pump fall from heaven. <laughs> yes. Jesus is talking trash right here. Right. <laughs> he is, he is, listen to what he said. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning, he's a punk. <laughs> he's nothing. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. I saw him, he, Jesus is a scrub. <laughs> no, I mean Satan, not Jesus. Satan is a punk. Right. Right. Auntie Remy, mother. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions 
and to overcome all the power of the enemy. I told you that I have given you authority. Now some people went crazy with this and they actually started picking up snakes and messing around with scorpions. Yeah. That's crazy. And I'm like, okay, you, didn't, you don't remember the conversation he had with Satan? When Satan said, jump, you know the angel's gonna look out for you. And then Jesus goes, I ain't stupid. You don't tempt God. I'm not going to jump in front of a bus in Jesus' name. Amen. Right. <laughs> so when you see them silly religions that are running around with snakes and stuff, mm -hmm. he didn't say go into the world and just handle snakes and if they bite you, you'll be good. He says go into the world. If things happen, I got you. Yes, yes, yes. Don't go in the alley and pick a fight, though. Right, right. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. I was trying to suggest you don't go in and cuss your boss out tomorrow. And Jesus' name going, no, I got authority. Ain't not going to happen to me. Yes, it is. <laughs> now, here's my key verse, though, Auntie. The next one, go. However, do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you. Now, he says, listen, but here's the thing. Don't rejoice because you have power over spirits now in my name. Don't rejoice. Yeah. He says, Auntie, what? But rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. So what does that got to do with what we're talking about? Well, simply this. How do you have both? How do you have pain and peace? Well, one is to reflect back. Two is to be repetitive. Three is go to the mountain. Let it drive you to the mountain. And the last piece is when all else fails, your name is etched in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if you got nothing to rejoice about, he says rejoice that your name, that, that actual te text, it says written, but it actually means etched. It means sculpted in to like stone in the book of life, in, in heaven. Your names are already in heaven. That's what you need to be happy about. Not that Satan bows to you or, or spirits, you know, you have authority. Not that you just made this good run. And he's going, the reason why I don't want you to rejoice about that is because it can go away at any time. Yes. You can lose all of that. Yes. Amen. Life can throw you a curve, and if you're rejoicing in what you're doing, or what you've done, or what you've accomplished, life is too unstable. Right, right. So when that goes away, and it will. Amen. You ever had a stretch where life was just going so well? And then all of a sudden, blip. Yep, yep, yep. So if you're rejoicing in life going so well, Jesus is saying, man, don't be happy because life is good for you right now. You need to be happy because uh, your name is written. So. When, when life, how do you have peace in the midst of turmoil? Well, no matter what goes on, no figs, no grapes, no cattle, no sheep. I, I can't sleep, I'm, I'm struggling, but yet still my name is written. So that, that, that brings, that brings uh, uh, more emphasis on the statement that Job said, don't, don't, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Yeah. If it, if, it, if it costs my life, I'm still, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, in, the, I'm in the Lamb's book, though. Hallelujah. Now, that don't help you out. Now, you're still sad, 
But, but there's still that yet. Yet, Lord, I, 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 know, I, know, I know I'm with you. Hallelujah. I know my name is written because I have total belief in what Christ did for me. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. You only get those revelations when you go to the mountain. Let your troubles drive you to the mountain. Amen. And then God will sure up your footing because it's dangerous up there. It's scary up there. Yes. One slip and you could cost your life up there. But my thing is, that's where he wants you. He wants you up there. He wants you here. The whole premise of Job was God says, man, Job, you're a good man and you respect me a lot. But man, how much do you really love me? And Satan goes, ah, oh, he don't love you. He'll, he'll curse you to your face. And God goes, Oh, no. Amen. But I got to get all this stuff out of the way so he can see it. You got to figure out another way to do that, God. That was kind of harsh. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm done. It's like losing weight. Man, they lie to us. They be like, well, just get on Golo. I don't even know what Golo is. Have you noticed the Golo commercial? What is it? They just go, since I've been on Golo, I've lost 172 pounds. <laughs> okay, but what is it? Is it a pill? Is it a program? <laughs> and then we have all these things, these fads that make you lose weight. There's only one way to do it. Suffer. Amen. <laughs> Deny yourself. Amen. Keep yourself. Get off your butt. It's the only way to do it. There's not a pill. There's not a drink. None of that. None of that. None of that works. It's all about suffering. That's the only way you're going to accomplish it. And unfortunately in God, how do you get to the mountains? How do you get to the point from just believing in God to trusting in God? I hate to say it, only way you do it is you got to go through some things. Amen. And that's why the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. Mm -hmm. But he delivers you out of all of them. All right. And that's why he says, I'm going to work that thing for your good, I promise. And then it says something crazy. When you go through, it does something. It builds character, maturity, patience in you. There's only one way to do it. So here's Job, a respected man. He respect God and didn't shun evil, but he was doing it all out of fear of losing his stuff. That's why he lost his stuff. But the beauty of it is when he fell in love with God, finally, when he goes, I used to hear about you, but now I know you. God says, okay, we're done. Satan, get out of here. Gave him all the stuff back and more. Amen. So I'm closing with this. Come on now. It's okay to be sad and praise at the same time. Not, 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 not praising God after, not rejoicing after your suffering, but during your suffering, Amen. while you're suffering. Hallelujah. Wait till the battle is over. 
It's no sin to be grieved and sad. If I, if I told you contrary to that, I'll take it back now. Because you can do both and still not sin. Now, notice what it said. He says, listen, he didn't sin, and he didn't start blaming God for everything. That's when it gets dangerous, everybody. Amen. That's like your kid telling you, well, you do this because you just want to hurt me. Or you do this because you want to deprive me. Or you, you tell your kid you need to go to sleep because you don't like to get up. No, he just don't want me to. Man, Julia stayed up on Thursday watching the game. I'm like, all right, you got to get up. That clock rings early, dude, and trying to get you up? <laughs> no, I'm good, I'm good. Damn, no, you, you want me? Okay, stay up. Man, we were late. <laughs> Here's the thing. A bunch of kids was late, so everybody was up watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, what am I saying? When you, when you, when you, when you deprive your child of something, huh? You're not, you're just trying to help them. So you, they don't realize what you're trying to do. Go down there, get them clothes you threw on the floor, and you put them in the bucket. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Right. Oh, I gotta go all the way down there. I know I'm making your life hard. That's what God says. Oh, I know I'm making your life hard. I'm trying to teach you something. Yes. So don't get mad at God. And I know it's so hard. It's hard not to do it. Because you go, no, God, I've tried to do everything right. And I try to serve you. I come to church. And I do all. I give my money. And I do all these things. And I'm saying, Job did it. Amen. Still has some problems. So acknowledge the problem and be sad and hurt about it. But don't let it drift you into, God, you're not who you say you are. Right, right. I saw this article. This, it was an a, a, a evangelist. He was from, I think, France or somewhere. And he was on the, this is back in the 1800s. And they shipwrecked. And he was, he, had, he was writing a journal the whole time. And in the journal, he was right. He was a hard, he was straight line Christian. And in the, and in the journal, Every, he had wrote that everyone was dying one by one because they were starving. They couldn't get off the island, and it was nothing there. And then finally, he was the last one. And in his last writing, he says, I cannot help but be thankful for the goodness of God. Wow. Goodness of God. You get right? He had to realize something. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I read that and I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. So be sad and have peace. Be, be, be heartbroken and have joy. Amen. I didn't think they fit in the same box, but they do. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen, somebody. Amen.